Welcome back, beautiful people of Community Christian Church. Are we right? Yeah, we're right. Okay. You guys don't know what time it is or what? No, I honestly don't, so can't get on me for it. How are you doing today? Great. Good, good. 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 Me too. I was being lazy before I came. I was putting lights in my basement the last couple of days, and then oh, I was gonna say that's lazy. Uh, this kid fed me a candy bar, and I was out. <laughs> Sounds about right. We asked for a second one, so oh, second. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> it was payday. You guys got snow up there, right? No, no. just above us. Sadly, oh, okay, okay. And then say I saw a lot of people said, said it. it earlier this week. It was supposed to be like fifty, five thousand. Yeah, just above us. Yeah. Like just like cars. I seen cars in town with snow on them, so they came just came down a little ways. I didn't think we'd get it. It's too hot. Remember I was telling mm-hmm. you, it's too hot. Yeah. Um, and temperatures supposed to drop for the rest hey, of the week. Is it? Are you are you going into the kitchen? Can you bring me an ice cream? Thank you. Can you bring me water ice? Oh, you know the little skinny one. ones. Okay. Got me one too. It's in the freezer. Would you like one? I don't care. Uh, you guys have a nice They're one? Otter no, green. Uh, not red. <laughs> I remember you hated the red. <laughs> I hate fruit puffs. If it was cherry or apple or something, yeah, that'd be alright. But I hate them. Wow, they're really <clears throat> What? I know this. Um, we are in Mark. We are? Yes, we are. He's lying to you. We're in 1 Corinthians 13. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to be there as well. Yeah, we're at 6.30. So does anyone want to fill Mike in? Tell us what we've learned. Thank you. What have we learned so far? Mike was watching Tuesday. Tuesday, I come on, share a story that that, that is so far that we've read and Mark that you've been like, you know what? This one just hit different. Oh, me? No. Oh, thank you. Any of us? Any of you guys? We've all been here. Let's see. In the last chapter, is what he said. In the, last, in the first six chapters. Tuesday, we're oh, you weren't here for any of the six chapters. Tuesday we were talking about he sent them out and and it's going out on faith. You know, totally was going out on faith because he told them take nothing with you, you know, um, not food, not an extra team, you know, and go out on faith and trust that God's gonna provide you and take care of you and and you're gonna be doing his work. So it's also in the promise, it's also in the hope. Yeah. We also learned about the seeds. Right? Oh, good seeds. Yeah. Um, we go seeds, through our life and we, we sow them. And, <laughs> and we sow the word, whether we know it or not, it grows. And when it's ready, it's ripe. You know what I liked about every single seed? What's that? All seeds grew, but all, not all seeds stayed. Okay, all seed grew, <laughs> but not all seed stayed. That's a promise in Isaiah too. So it's my word. That Sorry, you're right. I had from my mouth, it will accomplish what I set up for it to do. It won't come back to me again. Okay. 
You know what that means in deep, in deep, deep meaning? That even when the even when the worst person in your life you think is not listening, that seed is attaching itself. But when we're when we when we're um, timid, you know, we don't want to be who we're supposed to be in Christ because nobody else around us is, or or the Holy Spirit tells yeah. us to speak to somebody and we don't we choose not to do it, then it doesn't get done. Yeah. But when we do what we're told and we are who we are no matter what. That's why I always tell you guys when you leave, you know, remember who you are and who you serve. No matter where you are and what you're doing, because those seed, that seed is being planted everywhere. You almost said seeds. <laughs> yeah. You. Well, I'm not gonna sit by you no more. I also use that like people talk about, well, which version of the Bible you can only you know, there's only our version's been so distorted through translation and all that, and it's like I I I, I don't buy into that at all because it's God's word and God's going to speak through it. Um, no matter how man makes it up, I believe it doesn't distort the Holy Spirit's power. I, I believe it because the Bible says if you seek Him with your whole heart, you'll find Him. So the only reason why I agree with you on that 100% is because it was written through the Holy Spirit. Right. So the same spirit, but we have to we have to submit to him in order to hear what it truly says. Yeah, every time I've referenced another version, I've always saw the same thing that the Lord is sharing. You know, I, I don't think there was a time where I've read a version and it's been like I don't have I don't read a ton of versions, but like the main the main ones, you know, like the NIV, the K, King James version, or the ESV or the New King James Version, I think when I read all those versions, it, uh, it's just like synonyms yeah. for the yeah. for the same You don't have to depend passage. on a certain type right. to get yeah. the message across. Yeah. Right. And, and like the thing that kept me caught me on fire was the NIV, you know, out of all the versions. Mm -hmm. People call that one the nearly inspired version. Like, I got real inspired off of that version, you yeah. know? Yeah. And... Uh, so I, I really don't think the translations, unless it's like some wacky one, like there are some wacky ones out there that I've heard. I've never read them, but... Yeah, you read them. I used to be hung up on, you know, oh, it's got to be King James. And, and so um, and, and so I used, to, I used to read out of that all the time. But then when I started doing meditations or speaking up front, and, and it was harder for people to follow along, so I just started doing it and be too mm -hmm. but yeah i believe i believe that wholeheartedly because uh you the word the word these the what we read here rarely means what you see in black and white it, it i mean you could take it for that and it's good morally but there's always deeper there's always deeper and that's where that's where when you see christ you get that deeper you know there's always something deeper to be grasped, and it's rebuilt through him. You know, that's why, like we talked about, it speaks in parables. Mm -hmm. So you have to seek him for the answers. You know, where they have eyes they cannot see, or ears they cannot hear. The person could read this and follow this and have a good moral, be a good moral person, but um, but until they seek Christ and have their eyes open to it, I had it. 
that atheist girl, she told me um, it was a pretty neat conversation. And she told me, she goes, you know, I, I, I like talking to Christians because you guys seem to seem to have a deeper knowledge of something. And boy, I, I got to really go on that because <laughs> it's true. You know, and it's not what we have, but it's what God's given us. We have a, we do have a deeper insight of, you know, it's like the matrix, you know, mm -hmm. you, you eat the red pill and now you can really see things for what they are. Yeah. And that's, that's what God opens us up to. Mm -hmm. All right. So is there any announcements? can't remember. We have a work day in sometime in March, right? Yeah. We have a uh, men's breakfast on the 27th. My friend is going to take the that day off. I was told. We'll see. Is it there women's on the thirteenth? Thirteenth and the twenty seventh. And then there's also a walk the neighborhood on the twenty seventh. Make sure you be here. That's a lot of fun. Any other things? I think there's going to be a movie night coming up at some point, but i got to figure out if we can stream it first or whatever. Oh, Since the, we got uh, in trouble last time. Well. We just have to look it up for the rest of the time. Yeah, it's pure flicks, copyright, all that. It's on Amazon, I think it is. Um, Angel Studios or whatever. It, yeah, if it's an Angel Studios movie, we're, we're not <laughs> making that issue again, huh? <laughs> that wasn't Angel Studios. That was a different. The other one was oh. a different. Yeah. Oh. It was a corporation, of course. Darn corporates. Well, because Pure Flix things shouldn't have, exist. We have gotten a license for Pure Flix movies, but yeah. mm -hmm. that's nuts, well, huh? That's the like law. Making a movie. The law <laughs> for reals, right? Punishable of up to. Except we were going to get full force of it. For showing well, they, it publicly, didn't well, we didn't show they it publicly. Well, that's what they said. We showed it privately in this room. You guys come private to church, okay? All they wanted us to do was buy a license, but if we didn't buy it, they, they guess they've been trying to notify us, and we didn't know it. Mm -hmm. When we found out, it's kind of almost too late. Mm -hmm. but, they were good Christian people about it too. They notified us like probably six different times. They still oh. wanted to charge us two hundred fifty thousand. Very Christian people, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the one comment I made. They're Christians. We just need to talk to them and explain what happened. What yeah, and they did, and they weren't really gracious. They weren't rude or. Anything. But yeah. And I understand. I mean, you know, it's a production company. This is how they how they get their money to be able to produce more in this world we live in. And, you know, it's full of greed. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. With that being said, let's pray in, and we'll get started in First Corinthians, right? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Um, we thank you for this time, Lord, and. Uh, uh, we we cherish this time, Lord. We thank you that uh, that this is set up that that people are willing to come down here and learn, Lord, and and that we're able to open our hearts to you, Lord. Uh, forgive us for our sins, so that, so that we can dwell in your presence, Lord. So you have something to teach us. Uh, bless the study in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
1st Corinthians. Okay. Anyone, anyone want to lead us? Nobody? So quiet today. Is that huh? You need to get involved here, brother. Not you. Not you. He's like, no, 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 I'm no, the same no, no. way. He's the opposite. When I came around the table, I prayed, Lord, please, please, don't excuse me. <laughs> Dad used to pray the same thing. <laughs> All right. Trust me. Sorry, what? I said, see, he's not even paying attention. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Mike, you know why we go there? Huh? You know why we go to that first before we get started? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, share it with me. Because, well, you guys go there because you say that it's found everywhere in every scripture, right? Faith, love, and hope. Right? No, okay. not really, but it, 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 it's true. It's there. What do you ask? <laughs> what do you ask? Yeah, yeah, they go for it. Like, Finish. what is it? Yeah, the well, I was just wondering if you knew why we went there. No? I thought that was the answer. No. I mean, it is a good answer. Definitely is there all over the scriptures. It helps you see in the scriptures. Right. You know? What do you personally think about it? Yeah, what do you personally think about it? Finish that that thought that you were sharing with us. Yeah, and that's why that's why I always say that this chapter is they call it the love chapter, but this is an action chapter, and and what we learn in the gospels is the actions that Jesus did, and we can see him from those three things. They help guide us along the path that uh, that we can stay on the right course and not get a worldly example of what people think Jesus did. Instead, we get the actual spiritual example of what Jesus did. I have to tell you what Mike just said. Um, was bomb? Is, no, it's what's driven me my whole life as a Christian because... It's pretty bomb too, though. We've done, <laughs> we've done and, and said some crazy stuff over the years, like nonstop. You know, like like almost at least twenty five years of Bible studies nonstop for all those years. Imagine expecting nothing in return except for what the hope for people to get saved or turn it up right to grow the Lord. And that's love. That's love in action. We didn't expect anything from anybody. We just wanted everybody to have everything that we were our hope in Christ was, you know? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's love and action, charity. Charity. I don't even like the word charity out in deeper, but it means the same thing. But I like what you, how you explained it. What's deeper? I like I like putting those two words together because that's like the true meaning. You know, both of those by themselves they've been muddy. The 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 version of English is real muddied those those words. <laughs> when we put them together, it's pretty clear on what what love is or what charity is when you put them together. So, with that being said, let's go over to Mark 
Chapter 6, 30. 630, right? It's past 630. <laughs> no Jacob and Nick today? They're, they're, they're on their just way. Past the oh, they're going to be late. Okay. Alright, so we're going to read from 30 all the way to 7. You want to lead us or no? Oh, Anyone online want to read us? Oh. I, was, I, was, I was stuck on the 30 to 7. I was like, oh, 30 to chapter 7. So we're going to do the walk on walk. Yeah. I'll read it. Oh, you know, we can stop at 45. Then we can read the walk on walk separately. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Um, Mark 6.30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves up to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran, ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed, and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very, very late. Send the people away so they, can, so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, That would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Jesus directed them to sit, directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of a hundred, hundreds, and fifties. Taking the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and set, to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was five thousand. I just, I'm always reminded of that, too. In that day, they really only counted men. So there's probably double the, you know, counting women and children. What do you think of that passage, Tony? I think, I feel like you can see um, a lot of there, but I feel like at first you can also... Um, because love, I see the love and the compassion Jesus had because he wanted, like, he wanted to go to like a quiet place with no friends, but he saw like the big group of people and he had like love for them and was like, okay, I will teach you because you came like all the way and you really want to learn. So that's why. And then he said there. And then, but I feel like at first, like the disciples lack faith because they don't like believe, like they don't believe how they should feed the big crowd because they don't see how that would work like 
wealthy and a wealthy perspective because they just don't have that amount. But Jesus like gives them things because he like God makes more bread for everybody and because he broke it and saved love and hope. Oh, and hope. I would see also like hope uh, in like the people that came there because um, they were like hoping for they were hoping like for answers or for teachings. What do you think, Stephen? <laughs> did you learn anything from that? I could get with that. Uh, did you learn anything from that one? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was just basing off the aspect of uh, the love and the compassion, you know. Uh, but she took it away with a lot more than I wasn't even paying attention to. Yeah. Honestly. Even me. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I like the you know, I told Mikey at home run was the uh, the compassion that Christ had for the people when he saw them. Yeah, because the truth is they were tired. Mm-hmm. He told his disciples, "You're tired. Let's go find a quiet place to you know so you can rest." But then when he got there and he stepped off the boat, he saw all the people, and he's, he's like, "No, sometimes we can't rest." And his heart ached for him because he's like, "Man, do, these people." Sometimes we need to do more, you know. And uh, but this, the part I saw too, and she hit her home run with that too, but. One of the things I saw, Jesus gave them another way. But the truth is they had the money and they could have purchased all that food if they wanted to. Because he said, they said, are we supposed to spend? Do you understand? Yeah. So our faith sometimes, I was talking to Jacob on the way down the hill even, and I was like, I would never do that today. If something like that was to happen again, I would just wait on the Lord to replace it, you know, because I know who, who blesses me. I don't have to get angry anymore. I don't have to listen anymore. I'm not anymore. But there's other versions to this story where they said they're, and even this one says that they're more detailed about them being too far away to it. So it was not, they even asked Philip, because supposedly that's where he was from. Jesus asked Philip, you know, where should we get this food, you know, basically. They're all, they're all far away from anything, really. So, but yeah, there's a lot there. It's like, the, the, if they had the money, they didn't want to spend it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Exactly. <clears throat> that's 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 where we're all at. We're very selfish people. We love each other, but how far would we go to love each other? These were people they didn't even know. I mean, like, how far would you go to love them? Like, fuck. What's in you two? about the. I, I was convicted by that question the other day, too. I was talking to a telemarketer, and I was witnessing to him, and talked about how, how Jesus died for us. And he said, and he said, would you die for everybody? And I was like, I, I was taken back for a minute. I was like, wow, would I? You know? Yeah. And I said, I would like to think I would, but, you know. So yeah, but it's not about what we did. It's about what he right, did. Right. But I would die for you right now. I have I'd have no problem with that. You're gonna die for you. Just listen. Take me. I already know where I, I already know where I'm going. Right. I'll see you guys when you get there. So Mary says hi everyone. Hi Mary. Hi, Mary. Joe says hi all. Hi Grandma. Jackie says good evening everyone. Uh, Greetings. This is Jackie. Um, Mary says, home, home run, Mike, thank you. And then Jackie was asking about um, 
Mark 6.31. She had a question about it, but then she also said, I think Pastor Matt just answered it because we're he was just talking about that. And because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. And he said to them, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. I know part of it was because they had just came back from the, the 12 of them being sent out. Did it say 12? Um, Mark 6. 6.30. No, I was looking at where did he just sent them out? He just sent them out in twos. What happened? So, uh, where he just sent the disciples out in, in two. Oh, that was a uh, six. Oh, yeah, seven. it was. It was he sent out the twelve. Because I know another another gospel says he sent out seventy two. Seventy two. But yeah, so it's two different right. stories. I think that one. It is. Luke, one, it's so. after the sending out of the twelve. Mm -hmm. I think that one's in Luke. But yeah, so they just came back and they were tired because they it started with like they gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that all that they had done and taught, and so and now they were hungry and wanted rest, and Jesus pulled them aside. They kind of download. <laughs> that might have also been their attitude. Because they're probably still hungry, but man, send these people out of here. You know, we still want to get rest and crash ourselves. You know, they're, morning, they're what? Morning. morning? Well, John the Baptist. Oh, um, about that. That was last week <laughs> Tuesday, right? Oh, yeah, we yeah, just read it. Just read it. Yeah. Well, I know at least Andrew and uh, uh, Philip Philip were because they were his disciples before Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ was disciples. Yeah, and I would imagine they were very close. It'd be like one of us losing to the other. <clears throat> That's yes. why you can't have a death wish, Matt. That's why you. you, you I don't know, he said that. <laughs> I know, I was expensive with you. I have a life wish where I go on eternally to be with Christ. There's nothing wrong with that. What were we saying? <laughs> I gotta like remind myself of that sometimes. Because I let time get the best of me. Oh, oh bam, bro. That's, see, that's that's what I want to hit on. I don't care about anything else. We we know what it says and everything about like we can get into the actual scriptures. There's I think it's Matthew five. I think is where uh, was the verses that were being used during that sermon. You know, but um, um, our attitude. That's what I want to talk about. If Christians are, are truly Christians and they, they love others as much as they love themselves, you know what I mean? It's like, um, I don't know. I, there's tons of opportunity out there for us to, to reach people. But if it costs us anything, and I'm talking financially, time, you know, this, that, the other thing, are we willing to give it up? Money. You know, yeah, I get that. Are we willing to do that? And I find myself having a real hard time giving up Saturdays to because it's the only day that I have to get work done around the house, and mm -hmm. you know, I struggle with that sometimes. But I, but I usually should. 
Yeah. It's still struggling. Yeah. It's like um, uh, we want to start walking the neighborhood again. And um, I've scheduled it two or three times. Now, the last time we chose not to, though, because we were something that like was all day and we were tired or something. I don't remember what we did. Oh, that was the work day. Oh, work day. And then the time after that was you had to go to Alabama. No, New Mexico. Or New Mexico. Yeah, but before that, it was like scheduled, scheduled, scheduled. And, and I went by myself twice. One time, um, I got somebody to go with me just to those apartments and they left. You know, it's like um, we have a hard enough time dealing with the people around us. Family, friends, neighbors, you know. But um, if we really believe uh, that this life without Christ is not life, you know, and we really believe what the outcome is going to be, then we need to do something to change it. Right. And why do we have such a hard time releasing some of it? I used to pray. I never got my prayer answered. I mean, I'm sure he, there's a reason because he didn't want to do it, you know. But I used to pray that he would show me hell. Show me hell, Lord. Because if I could see hell, I would not stay sitting in my chair. If I could see hell, I would not I would not knock on every door. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If I could see what would be out He'd be banging door, on every door. You know what I mean? But there's like this human block where we just can't see there's a there's a, a book about that too. It's called Beyond Death's Door. It's out of print, but you can I, I found a copy of it. It's written by this heart surgeon, and and he he wrote about all these afterlife experiences, all these people that had died on the table and came back to life, and and he and what he said was there was you you hear about the good ones they saw the light. There's just as many bad ones where they saw hell and they saw and people wake up screaming, demons are coming to get them and you know and what what um what really turned him was a guy in his office had, had died three times. Each time the guy died and he and he revived him, the guy came back screaming that these demons were coming to grab him and, and then he'd go out again and then he'd wake up again, same thing. And that really, that really struck a chord with him. And that guy's a, a believer now. At the time, he was an atheist, you know. And so, you know, God uses those things, but it it's real and it's it, it's it's kind of eye opening to the spiritual battle that's all around us that we're not even seeing right now. You know, and I think I think part of that's because God wants to spare us from it. <laughs> yeah. I feel safe from the even a lot of things sometimes because of how we choose to live in Him. You know, you, you choose the right the right walk, but part of choosing to live in Him is is choosing to share Him right every, with everyone you come in contact with, everyone you you know you experience in life. You know, but anyways, it's all you, good. you used to recognize um, evil in people. God used to show it to you. Yeah, it's happened about three times very directly. But yeah, it's a gift, I guess. Truth of the matter is, I haven't seen it in a long time because I usually just hang around around the church or home. You know what I 
movie. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's true. But mm-hmm. yeah. It's funny as I I've had this conversation with Cody yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I understood her side too, one hundred percent. Just because of what I'm saying doesn't mean I don't. Yeah. I just think that when God is moving us, we need to act upon it. Mm-hmm. Christianity is not something you sit on. You know what I mean? It's not something. It's not a secret you keep. Mm-hmm. It's not something you hide from the public. It's not something you put underneath the bowl. It's not something you put. It's not something you put under a bowl and hide it under your bed. You know what I mean? Just a fact. But things do happen in life, and it slows people down. Mm-hmm. We need to be active in our faith. Yeah. Right, and and it, and it all falls back to. You. You know, I, I, I keep reciting these verses over and over, but with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. When we spend the time with Him, when we seek Him, He changes our heart. He, he's molding us. God's whole plan is to mold us into Christ and for us to be more Christ-like, to see people as Christ sees them and, and feel what they're going through as Christ feels them and understand as Christ understands. And, and and I know that the more we spend time with them, the more we are able to look past them yelling at us or screaming at us or other things happening and see the hurt person behind it. You know, and and, and as we do that more and more, um, it it needs a spur of desire in us to, to help people and reach out to people. You know? You know, just like the simple saying, if you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. You know, I, 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 I've watched that in action. I've seen, I, I remember one time this lady was walking and she was just really downcast. And I was able to make, I make eye contact with her and I just smiled, just a genuine smile. And I seen her whole countenance change. And, it, and it's amazing. It's amazing to watch, but but how much a good word, how much telling someone Jesus loves you, you know, can mean to a person. You don't know where they're at, but the boy, um, God does. And when He places those things on our heart, we really need to act on them. I, I I'm funny like that when I when I'm in stores or anywhere. I I strike up conversations, and, and you know what? God's made me bold about it. Do I fall short? Yeah, I miss lots of opportunities, but I'm I'm thankful for what He has given me. You know, it's just I don't know, <laughs> but we have to we have to do it more and more. And I can tell you this: you start out with something simple. I used to have a just a simple phrase. I'd say, you know, oh, how are you today? And I'd say, wonderful. God has given us a great day. Anything to bring God into the conversation, and it and it. And it just kind of loosens the reins, and then you become more and more, and it gets easier and easier. So, I mean, if you start out small, just sharing your faith with everyone you come across, somehow just bring God into the conversation. You you get past that that fear, you know, and, and trusting in God and, and spending time on His Word. And I'm talking too much. It's your night. I can't. <laughs> Amen. No, I agree with you on that because, like, uh, I struggle with the with the part of being bold about it. But once someone says something about it, asks me a question, whether they recognize I'm doing something or 
Yeah. Or they can't shut me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but but the, the hard part for me is to initiate the the start of it. Right. So what I try it, what I know how to do is I know how to live it a little bit in front of people, well enough for people to notice, and I fall short on that all the time. No joke. And but sometimes people notice and and when they start asking questions, oh man, the the whole the whole time that we spend together changes and usually like the people that notice spend time with me quite a bit because I'm not like some saint where they can notice on the first time like, I'm there it's more of like it takes a it takes a couple couple days of hanging out together so that's when that's when the opportunities start to arise for me but the boldness is I, I struggle with that for sure it's what it's what we just read you know the more um, active you become uh, the more God's going to bless you with opportunities. Yeah. I mean, here they, we just read that they came back. They, they were probably excited telling them what happened. You know, we can sit and tell you stories of things that happened, you know, every time we went out. And there's excitement about it because people's lives are being changed, you know. Um, but then the more they came back like that, I mean, even though they were tired and went through all that, Jesus took them to another level because... When he stepped off the boat, he had compassion. People were coming to him. And that's what I mean by the opportunities. The God, the more we are active in our faith, the more opportunity God uh, puts us in the positions yeah. where we can share. And yeah. that's that's something that that I think the churches um, are, are lacking today. You know, mm -hmm. it's like we need to spend more time with Him and more time sharing Him. Yeah, and, and when you do, the more your eyes are open to opportunities. I, I had one quick little one. It was, um, I, I walk into a gas station in Alabama, and, and I'm buying cigarettes and beer. And I have a Christian shirt on, right? And, and so I'm like, Why are you buying cigarettes and beer? I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get to the counter, and I said, by the way, this isn't for me. I'm I'm buying this for my dad. <laughs> and um and I said and she's like, I'm not judging you and I said I said no, but I felt compelled to say it because, because uh, I, I have a Christian shirt on and this isn't who I am. Mm -hmm. I said I used to be that and then she asked, Well, how do you quit smoking? How do you get this up? And I, I had an opportunity to tell her, you know, I gave this to Christ and I trusted God with it. And I firmly believe that if you, in, in faith, you know, seek God for things, um, He's going to take it away from you. It takes a minute, but the only minute it takes is because of us, but our lack of faith, maybe, you know. Um, uh, but just to trust God that if you keep keep pushing into Him, and keep, pretty soon that desire is gone. But we've got to also learn the patience to wait. Because it's in God's timing too. And that's with anything. Uh, anything. Anything you're struggling with, just keep giving it to the Lord. Keep giving keep, it to the Lord. Keep, don't give up. Because I can tell you, most of the time when people give up, it's right there when God was ready to come through. Yeah, it's not our time, it's His. Yeah. We need to seek Him and seek Him with our whole heart. We have to finish out the race. I've seen so many people walk away from the Lord right when He was ready to deliver. And the whole time, you know, this is what I see, I always see it, is if you're good at something in the world, you know, and and, uh, 
Because what, with me, what happened was, let me just explain it like this. When I got saved, everything was taken from me. Like in the world, I did good. You know what I mean? I was a good drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? I was a good this, I was a good that. You know what I mean? Right? And then I, then I find the Lord and everything gets, I mean, just he wiped out everything. And I mean everything was gone until I surrendered completely. <clears throat> And then he slowly gave it back, but it didn't happen overnight. It was like I just I had to stay faithful and faithful and faithful. But over time, I think it was for me to realize how much we needed it. Like this 5,000 feeding. Yeah. Seriously, in this position, every one of us would freak out, right? Yeah. But there's people that would just kick back. Like, let's wait on the Lord because something's going to happen. Right. You know what I and mean? They, they like, understand. Without any doubt. Huh? They would understand. Yeah, like I have moments yeah. like that where I have zero doubt. And I mean, he come, but but it's something that he shared with me. Like I, I have an assurance about it, you know? And and you've seen me in those situations. I have an assurance yeah. about something. And I just go, okay. Some cheers, guys. Yeah, damn. <laughs> it, 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 Cody and everybody says like falling from the sky because it's it's like, how is that? How did that even happen? You know? But it's it's um, it's a God thing. You have to you have to trust Him. This story seems impossible, doesn't it? How are you going to feed five thousand men, let alone women and children, with five loaves? Unless those loaves are monster loaves, like <laughs> California-sized loaves of bread. You know what I'm saying? Right? How are you going to feed five thousand people? How are you going to do it? Yeah. You know, but it gets done. And the Lord says, you give it to him. Because you just got to believe. It gets done. <laughs> you know? And it's like, I used to tell people this, like this, okay? That prayer must have been super long. Right? Because he's breaking that bread, and the same piece keeps breaking off. And he's filling baskets and baskets and baskets. You know what I'm saying? And then you go on to the next you know, after yeah, that prayer. After he fills up, you know, 500 baskets, he starts the next load. You know? <laughs> We think about how it didn't just, yeah. right? It had to be some kind of weird, yeah, miraculous man. thing. You know? He's like, don't even, even talk that, about it. Even that bothers me because the movie yeah. tried to explain it. Yeah. By by him preaching and then all these different people preaching to different groups. You know, trying to hear, what did he say? Did you hear what he said? You know, um, that's our humanness. Yeah. You know, but in God, all things are possible. It's like, I remember a, a valley when I was a little kid. Um, it was in San Pedro, and it was, a, it was a canyon. I forget the name of that canyon, but it's up in Bill Park. It runs all the way down through San Pedro. And um, we used to hike that canyon looking for snakes and whatever, but we hit, there was this grass valley, and it was the most beautiful place. And it, you know what it was? St. Augustine, it was like so thick. We could jump off like 10, 15 foot high things and roll in it like it was so thick and heavy and it was just all rock. Even the rocks were covered with it. It was just, it must have had the natural spring or something into there, right? But um, but we used to echo our voices in there. And that's when I that's when I read this the very first time years ago when I was probably your age or something. I read it and I was like, I remember that valley, you know, and how we could echo our voices like it probably went on for a mile right is it still there i don't know it's my aunt shelba lives there we should go visit her and, uh, and see if it's still there she actually lives like on the outskirts of that 
put that the yeah. canyon. Canyon. And then you could go hike the canyon. Yeah, there might be new homes in it now. Yeah, probably. That's how amphitheaters work. Yeah, I, I always thought it was a, a natural outdoor amphitheater, you know, godly yeah. amphitheater, you know what I mean? That, that when he, because I don't want to take it into humanness. Right. I want to take it that he spoke. He had the power, the yeah, you know what I mean? And his voice carried and people heard him. Yeah. Just, just like, just like uh, Pentecost when everyone heard them speaking in their own, in their own native tongue. Yeah. I, I believe the same way that, you know what, God, God's voice is going to make sure his voice is heard. His voice is heard. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just remember that. That's cool. Yeah. Amphitheater. <laughs> Not a word. You want to lead us in the next one then? Forty-five. It's funny. I do know that the guy who the guy who invented amphitheaters actually got the idea off of those types of areas in the world. Like that, yeah. Just walks on the scene. Yeah, we're ready. Forty-five. Yeah. All right, and straight and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before into Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into the mountain to pray, into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary to them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he comes unto them, walking upon the sea, and he would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer in his eye, be not afraid. And when he went unto them to the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed at themselves beyond measure, and wandered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And when they passed over, they came into the land of, what is it? And drew to the shore. And when they were to come out of the ship, straightway they knew him, and ran through that whole region around about, and began to carry about the beds, about to, and began to carry about in beds those that were sick. When they heard he was, when they heard he was, and whatsoever he entered into villages or cities and countries, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. What'd you get, man? I read it. <laughs> read it? <laughs> What'd you get from it, Nick? Anything? Did you get anything from it? Yeah. Despite his feeding of the people, despite his preaching, despite him tugging at us, our hearts are hardened to our prayers. It doesn't take much for that. Even when we're being satisfied, even when our needs are being fulfilled, it's so easy for us to turn away and just to go on thinking, oh, I'm satisfied and that's that. That's what my mind's on. Not the act of someone who's satisfying, like Christ satisfied, 
What's more, his words were spoken. He was reaching out, trying to touch the hearts. What's more, that they might be open. Yeah. In the world, you can keep them so firmly shut. And it'll stay that until you perceive that miracle. Until you understand, oh, they finally touched the edge of his garment. But then it begs the question, can they harden their hearts through that? After they're healed? After they meet him? Get what they want? The answer is still yeah. But now we have the relationship. Now we can come to know him on a more intimate level, face to face, spirit to spirit. So I just begs the question to look at what you have now and look at where they were at then. And to understand that you can still fall short. You're only people. You know, Nicole, what you're saying is that uh, it's something we all struggle with because we forget. Yeah. But there's not one person sitting at this table that's not a miracle. Look at your life before Christ. And look what it took for him to call you. And, and look what he's done. The, the true miracle is, is you. And we forget. Man, like if I could look back and see what you just brought me from. Why am I so screwed up now? Right? You get it? Like, are you kidding? Because we forget we're living our lives and this or that, but the fact is, we're the true miracle. People overthink it or don't think them enough about it. They just saw him feed 100,000 people. More than that. Let's just face the fact, okay? They just saw that. That was the thing that happened just a few hours before. And they harden their hearts on the boat. No. I see it more as like they they uh, they got tired. They weren't resting in the Lord. And I I believe like what uh, when they were straining over the oars and everything is because the, if you read the story, it just keeps going, bleeds in, and they just got done with the five thousand, right? And, what, what did Jesus tell them right before that even started? Is like, oh, I know you guys are tired. And then right after, they get on a boat, go across the sea. And then they're straining over these oars, you know. I think they they, they forgot to they forgot what rest was. Mm-hmm. And so they actually got tired. And how do you, still, though, how do you, he, he, they watched him feed 5,000. They watched him walk on water. They watched him calm down the storm. I think it's the same way you burn yourself out. Yeah, I mean, the disciples are us. Yeah. Now we're the disciples. They walk with him. We can walk in his spirit. I mean, look at what Christ did in your life. Yeah, you still have bad days and you don't read your Bible, and then you bring that with me, and I have to work dealing with your nonsense. I think you're still getting angry about you, do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, he was very gracious. Uh, and I think that's what I think that's what it is. Is like I think they they forgot what rest was, and, and that's why they struggled. And when they cried out to the Lord, what did He say? Because they remembered who the Lord was and what the what being in the presence of the Lord's like. Take courage, it is I right? You know, don't be afraid. You know, there's so many times. This is I'm a pretty busy person most of the time, and there's times where. 
where I find myself like in that same moment that the disciples were and I and what's crazy now is like I used to struggle when I got there and now it's like oh wait I'm not resting with the Lord let me let me get back with the Lord and rest because resting isn't when you close your eyes or resting isn't um, when when you just spend the day uh, uh, doing nothing it's resting in in the presence of the spirit you know getting yourself uh, prepped to be to do what the Lord has asked you to do and if it takes days to get those tasks that he asked you to do if you're if you're resting in the Lord you're resting the whole time that's like and how I see resting is like you're enjoying the other people's company you know what I mean like it's as simple as that you can sleep for an hour to two hours and still well, wake up the next day completely filled with the spirit okay because you're achieving yeah and I, I believe you still have to get rest like and otherwise people would do it all the time you know what I mean like I'd cheat I'd cheat that way all the time I'd never sleep if it was like that and uh, and but like what I see here is when you take the full context of it just like how when remember remember in chapter four when we were like oh remember he's still on that boat and he's giving that preach because it's, it's still continuing through is that I think they just got tired they were worn out um, the Lord wasn't there with them right they weren't in the presence of the Lord like how we're not in the presence of the Spirit that's when we get tired right but once you once you go back to the Lord, what does it say after, right? It says, Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened, right? And then as they got over to the other side, it says, When they had crossed over, they landed on Gesenaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats. To wherever they heard he was, and wherever he went, into villages, towns, countrysides, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch him, even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Right, so they got another wave of energy just being in the presence of the Lord. And that's what I see from this whole, this whole moment when they were by themselves on the boat. You know, I think it's a great spiritual right. battle that we have. In ourselves all the time, you know, and at least in in, in myself, I could see. And right. I'm not sure how like it translated from what you guys are saying, but on mine is it that he would have passed them, like you know, kept going and stuff like that. And I just as you're speaking on it, like what you're saying about yeah, uh, the rest and all that, like I do, like I find it interesting that like he would have just because he knows like you're gonna get through it, just keep you know believing yeah. and stuff right. like that and. On like a spiritual level and, and whatnot to ourselves like every storm we enter like you said like we don't rest in the lord and that's what like essentially gets us down and out and whatnot instead of leaning on him to get to literally the other side of the storm with him you know or just or not realizing that like he's just he's with us the entire way through it and like you said like right here like they were apart from him and then the second they got back with him everything just like calmed down yeah you know a deeper example too is one of same situation but um then then peter said lord is that you call out to me and i'll come out and peter walked on the water peter stepped out and walked on the water right but then he saw the waves he looked around at the circumstances and he his faith was waning because he took his eyes off the lord and put his eyes on the world and 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 in this yeah i see that because 
the wind and stuff, and, and them being tired, they took their eyes off the Lord, and so then they began to be afraid. And it's the same with all of us. We we can we can have a wonderful walk with Him if we keep our eyes on Him. You know, the minute we take our eyes off, then we start yeah. going through stuff. Yeah, I like I like that you, you know, pointed so out the yeah that He would have passed Him because He tells Him to go before yeah, Him. You know, that's pretty like cool. Being uh, obedient. And listening, like, you know, yeah. So he was along with him, like, "Oh, you're going to be on the other side. I'll see you there." And then they start freaking out, and he's like, "All right, well, I guess I got to move on." You know, like, I think they should have easily made it there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I believe stories like this. Um, the one that I, uh, I think it's perfect for what you were saying. Yeah, like, me too. The one that I was thinking of was um, Elijah, wasn't it? When he was in the cave. Oh yeah. Right. Why are you here, Elijah? Yeah, he's like looking for the Lord, and he, he, the, the Lord's not in the earthquake. The Lord's not in the wind. The Lord's not in the, you know. Um, and those were all things I believe symbols of things that he was struggling with that he couldn't get past in order to, to be in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Well, what did the Lord say to him? What are you doing here? Did I? Did what are I, you doing? Did I have you? Did I tell you to come here? You know, because he didn't. He, he ran afraid. Which was crazy after he just did these things that nobody could do. The Lord did them. You know what I mean? Nobody could do them. And it's the same principle as this, really. And that's where Jacob was was hitting a home run, too. Because when we... You can be... you can be going through the same things everybody in the world, the rest of the world is going through, and, and your struggle isn't their struggle. You know, you trust that the Lord's there, you trust that He's going to bring you through. You can't change things sometimes, but if you let them, they'll change you. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 the issue. Um, in, in the Lord, um, I like that He almost walked past them. But it wasn't Jesus wanting to walk past them. They almost didn't see him because they're because they're struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we don't see him because of our struggle. Yeah. It's, it's really a spiritual thing, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I also see it as like they were going the path that the Lord wanted them, and He was going too. And what they did is they took their eyes off of the path that they were supposed to, and now they noticed what was going on around them. Instead yeah. of just getting through what was supposed to, yeah. what they needed to do. It's the same principle and. and Really, when they got to the other side, it doesn't say it was them running to get these people and bring them. It was the people heard he was there were running and bringing right. them. Yeah. But the reality is, is that they still got to experience God working again and again and again. And that's yeah. where we need to be faithful. Even if we don't feel the Lord sometimes, we need to go where we see he's working. Yeah. We need to go and, and experience it because that's what's going to bring us back to that place of rest, like you said, you know, or, or that place of peace, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's like um, like you were saying it the other day uh, at my house. I think it was, but uh, I don't know about you guys, but even when I'm tired, I run to this place. I love Bible study. I love to be in church with you guys. You know what I mean? I love to be here because here is different than out there. Even in our homes, it's different here than out there. You know, and um, I don't know why people stay away. To be honest with you, I want to be. This brings me into the peace, mm-hmm. into that rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm preparing for that rest the whole time we've been preparing to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it's a it's a it's a spiritual mindset, actually a spiritual it's heart a, set. It's a, like a meditation. Yeah. You know, 
And and really, I don't know what you guys are going through in the world, but the world's a struggle. Yeah. You know, it used to not be because we were part of it, but now we have to live in it and be separate from it. And yeah, now it becomes a struggle. It's hard you're trying to break away. You know, and 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 this place is a place where we can run into, yeah. and not just here. This is this is superficial compared to you spending time with him by yourself, right. just running to him. Okay. But sometimes we need to we need each other, you know, and, and that's why we don't forsake the assembling of each other. So it's all part of this whole thing to me. Yeah, I think church attendance is is like the key to growth. Yeah. Is because you you so you start to surround your yourselves with people with a like mind, uh, like morality and, and the way that they conduct their lives. Yeah. Right. Right. It, it's the success for church, mm-hmm. you know. You know what else is because you're shaped about. by your surroundings. That's well, the result of yeah. Go ahead. I see it even bigger too because I, I spent years going going to church on Sunday. It wasn't until I started coming to studies and stuff that that started growing deeper and closer. And, you know. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah. that time you spend with the Lord that you bring into the church, which yeah. is the body of Christ, not right. this building, that causes that that place of rest that we all run into it's like he said come uh when we come into the to the body um we can be hurting and broken and this and that and there we find rest yeah and then he also strengthens us because he knows he's going to send us back out again what was that i was telling jacob i was waiting for you guys but um he was telling them to go to Bethsaida. Where did they end up? They ended up in Gennesaret instead, which is just to the left of where Bethsaida is. Bethsaida would have been straight across of where they were. And so, like Jacob had said, is their eyes went off, and mm-hmm. so they strayed completely away from where they were supposed to go. And instead of going straight across where it would have been easy to go, they straight away and went to the left. They drifted. And, Dang, I love that there's so much more in here. <laughs> and it took me a second to see it. I've I've read this multiple times and I've never yeah. seen that. Yeah. But it's pretty fun. But uh when you actually read that, because I only knew that because I look at the map at the back of here and you look at that and it's just wow because how many of us do the same thing? God tells us do this or do that. Hey, go talk to these people or go do this. And we end up straying to the left or to the right. We don't get all the way there. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, what Matt had told Dad one day. They're sitting there talking about something over here. And all of a sudden, Matt's like, well, how long would it take you to get to that stop sign? And Dad's like, probably a minute, two minutes. Which I thought was crazy because it was only right there. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but instead, <laughs> instead, that's your life with Christ. Mm-hmm. It could take you a minute, two minutes at most. But instead, it takes you 40 years. It takes you five hours. It takes you five years. Mm-hmm. You you never know. It, it depends on what you're going to do. Are you going to focus on the Lord? Yeah. We were talking about some sin. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Paul was struggling with And I'm like, I've seen people struggle with that for 20, 30 years. And, and the stop sign's right there. You can get over it by the time you get right there, like 30 seconds. They spend 30 years struggling with it. <laughs> Look at Look at the Israelites in the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's our choice. That was a 40-day walk, and it took them 40 years to get through it. And they didn't get through it. They died there. 
Well, yeah, the first generation of them died. The second generation went through. That even makes it worse. I don't want to die here without going there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Get your prayers in. Get your prayers in. Yeah, I think it also just like reflect. Even just pointing that out reflects like just the humanness of it all. You know, like how saying this is we're all human at the end of the day, and we're gonna veer off if we decide to take our eyes off the Lord, you know, and not lean on His understanding or His ways, and so. Yeah, remember I was telling you about what my uncle told me? And my uncle was an atheist, too, just so you know. Mm -hmm. But about the um, plane being off by just the thickness oh, yeah. of your fingernail or something. Mm -hmm. He was acting like it was between what's between my fingers. I was like, but you know, he could be off by 100 miles. Mm -hmm. and, um, and if the world was off by that much, and its circulation around the sun, it would literally turn and hit the sun. Mm -hmm. We'd all die. You know, and that's exactly what it is, is that we veer off. And because of that, things aren't what they're supposed to be. I look at my life thinking, man, things should be way different. But I'm happy with my life, don't get me wrong, and everything's good, but it should be way different. Yeah, you have to remember, too, is... These men were fishermen. A lot of them were fishermen that were in the um, as disciples. And so, when you see, oh, they were supposed to go this way, they knew the route because they've probably taken that route a hundred times. But instead, they veered off. And the fact was, is that you can know exactly what you're supposed to do. You could have done it a hundred and fifty times or whatever, save people a hundred times or whatever the case may be. But if you're not focused on the Lord, you're going to find yourself fearing off. There's no power in it. They got focused on the storm. That was a good story that you brought up, um, Paul, about Peter, because when he first got out of the boat, he was all cool, like, I'm walking with Jesus. And then he looked up and saw the storm with his eyes off the prize. Bethesda? <laughs> Bethesda. Bethesda. It's a little town just outside of Bethesda. <laughs> Too much Skyrim, huh? Stop by the Stop sign. One step, one, one step. All the way to the tickets. Come on, see. Uh, like, that is literally what walking. What, how we take, how long we take to walk to the Lord. Sometimes. You see verse um, 50. Uh, because they had saw him and were terrified, immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage. Uh, yours says cheer, right? Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. I rest in things like that. I could be going through stuff and would blow your mind and oh you're so right too and that's it I yeah just, those like, things are like they don't bother me anymore other people would just like i used to fall apart i'd get angry i'd, I'd act out i would do all these things you know and and for what they didn't they didn't change anything they never fixed anything you know but if i wait on the lord and i and i and i i don't have to be afraid you know mm -hmm. the bible is very clear that fear doesn't come from god yeah 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So opposite of pain. And so in this one, and then the one where the storm too. Um, they told Jesus, don't you care if we're going to die? Yeah. At least we didn't see us. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to wonder why he rebuked them. I was trying to wonder, like, they had little faith, but it was all right. It was growing, right? But they got rebuked, I think, for that. They're saying, don't you care if we live or die? It's like, yeah, he does. Like, <laughs> this whole thing is about that. So, but, but it's the fear, too. And the fear we carry that every day, if we let it, anything could bring fear to our, our hearts. And God is putting the background when that happens. Because you're focused on this one thing. And this one thing is just taking over your mind, you know, and now it's fear. Now you're being fear and faith is going out the window. When faith is the answer to that, you know, That's right. faith is what's going to take care of that. And, and a lot of things are out of our control, seriously. That's right. And we cannot worry about that for a second. Right. Because it's out of our control. You want to know what's really funny, what you're talking about? And I, now that I'm older, you know, when you're younger, you guys are crazy. But um, <laughs> the same thing can happen now, and it doesn't bother me because I've already been through it so many times. Inside or outside of the Lord, take the Lord out of the equation. Just maturing in, in life, you've been through it so many times that you know that the outcome's going to be okay. Right. You know, I had somebody that was falling apart the other day because of their children, you know. And I was like, I've heard this story four times from you. Next week you're going to be happy and spending time with them again. <laughs> Why fall apart when you know it's going to revert right back? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're talking like being nearsighted and where you're falling apart. Right. And thing, it's like, no, can't you see? The hope is coming too. Yeah. You, could, you could see that, but they can't see it. They that. can't see it. But it's a pull storm. But you guys, when it's in the Lord, it's so much sweeter because now you're not just waiting for some worldly thing to change. You're waiting on Him to change their heart, change the situation. Yeah. You know, the, the cool thing about the Lord is sometimes you have to deal with other people because they're not there yet, but you never have to deal with it again. You never have to go through it again. You never have to feel that way again. You never have to choose that again. Mm -hmm. I never have to, except for I'm going to continue until I'm 100 years old with those stupid people in the fast food lines. But other than that, <laughs> well, you don't have to do any of those things. <laughs> don't say that you're working progress. <laughs> Especially around that. I hate that. I was just telling you uh, Tuesday about about Tuesday morning. I woke up really early. I couldn't sleep. And then I started thinking about all the stuff going on and just how my mind's overloaded with stuff. And, and I grabbed Kathy's hand because I had woken her up getting, to get it moving around. And anyway, um, I ended up praying with her and... and um, just praying over all these things. And then a little while later, I took the dogs out to the bathroom. And as I look up, I see all the stars just just so bright and vivid. It was such a clear morning. I was like, wow. And then I see the shooting star in front of me. And I'm just like, thank you, Lord. Because that, that to me is is one of the ways he, he reaches me. You know, there's many ways. But it brought the calm. It brought the calm, and it was like, him saying, and I and I heard this, you know, it's like, I'm here, I heard you, just don't worry about it, I got this, trust me, you know, I'm just like, okay, you know, and, it, and it's that simple, just turning to him, and, you know, he's going to reach each of us a different way, um, a, a, a scripture just comes alive, or, or someone says a scripture, or, some, or just something, something different, we all have our different ways of that he speaks to us because we're all different. We're all attentive to, to something different. But if we trust God and we reach out and call out to him, Lord, don't you care if I drown? You know, 
he's he's gonna answer you know like that one you kept talking about how, or you said that's one way God speaks to you like that one where uh, he floods you out and check on the trees and then Sadie comes up to you with furs and her furs that's awesome yeah. Yeah. Get those. First he calls him a dying tree, yeah, and then he calls him a de- uh, dog with burrs in her fur. Because yeah. that's what we're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And he wants to show us, you don't have to do this. Let me take the burrs out. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, I used to sit in my garden when I lived down the hill. I always had a big garden, and I used to sit in my garden at like 5 in the morning and read my Bible. And I loved it. It was the most, it was the place where I found the Lord's mo- the most peace I've ever had in the Lord was in that little garden, you know, walks with me, he talks with me, he tells me I am his own, amen. But it, it was like, in that place, it's like, you know, you got to find a place, a place like that where you meet the Lord. Yeah, for each of us, it's different. I can tell you what I do, but it's not necessarily going to work for you, but but I can tell you this, if you sit down and you seek him in his word and you just keep pushing, it took me years before I heard him, but I kept pushing and I kept consistent at it, and you're going to find him. It, it's a promise. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. It's beautiful. When you find him, your whole life changes. Yeah. yeah, I really do like the, that you pointed that out. Is that that's one of those verses where you like you can always look back on when you're going through something. If you can remember something like this, yeah, I got many that I can remember. Like, like you were wonderfully and carefully made, mm-hmm. and you were destined before you were even your first hour or something like that in one thirty nine. And and those ones always calm me down because it's like, oh, I was already supposed to go through this. You know, it, I see the same here. Take courage, it is I. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid. There's another verse. I, I don't remember where it's at. You guys could probably look on your smartphone and find it, which would be cool. Something I know, but um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite ones that I rely on. And that is, if I screwed up royally, you know, that every morning has new mercies in, in God. Yeah, yeah, new mercies. Every, song. every morning has new mercies, you know. So well, you must not be screwing up that much if you forgot the verse. I know, amen. No, I love his mercies are new every day. Every every morning, amen. Because I'm thinking of the psalm where he speaks to us in the dreams. But yeah. Yeah. Now, even God's got his way. Find it. Even today, uh, His mercy is I lost it a little bit, you know, morning. and uh, and I, I'm sitting on the computer for six hours of work, and I've been having struggle with this, the software's from like 1999, it's not fun, right? Every like, every, every, uh, every like 20 minutes, it like something bugs out, and you're like, oh no, please don't crash, don't crash, and like I didn't close it out and save my progress in like the last six hours. And I like, I I pressed a couple keys and I I tried to transfer it onto like a PDF document and the whole system crashed and I was like, no, this did not happen, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm just trying to get to work and I'm like, I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm, and then I'm not calm. And I start pressing the keys like crazy and I start. Slamming my fingers on the keyboard, (laughs) (laughs) and then, 
And then I was like, after Ali's like, you, you quit it, baby, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I'm like, I just, I just waited. And then I was like, you would have went off. You know, but like the thing was, is if, if I could remember that when I was, like, for some reason, I didn't remember those, those verses that I, I usually remember, but um, if I could have remembered those verses, you know, we were just studying one. I don't know how I didn't remember it, you know? Yeah. Be still and know it that I just, am God. It would have changed. And, and, and the thing is, is like, I once I calmed down, once I like closed the program all the way, like, you know, control, delete, task manager, turn everything off and reboot it back up, luckily it saved it. And I was like, praise God, you know? So all that <laughs> I was like, so all that emotion, all that emotion was like, Useless, bro. I, I even if it wouldn't have came up, it was useless. <laughs> I encourage everyone to, you know, when God, when God gives you, you a verse, keep, keep a little notepad or something in the back and just yeah, I got write those. it down. Um, or, or keep a journal of those experiences. That That's way what you, you remember them. Because when, when, we forget. There's so many things he's showed me. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones, though, because every morning I get a new start. You know, not, not to mess up again, but to try harder. And it's Lamentations 3. I'll start at 19. Uh, 19 through 26. Um, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I, I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him and to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Amen. I'll say amen to that. Yeah, because imagine all the stuff I could have been saved from if I had done it. Sure, right. Just to remember. <laughs> you should have done one while you know how blessed you are. No, no, no. It's too much yoke. Give it to the Lord. His yoke's easy. And it's burning. That's what he's talking about. To me, too, because it's blue. <laughs> You, um, you, you're, you're very lucky, <laughs> very lucky, because hopefully, for the godly hope, the eternal hope, you won't experience any of the things I did, because you came in early on in life, and then, and I regret the first 30 years, probably. <laughs> so the first half of your life. Good thing we're not Don't subjected to regret. time anymore. Don't regret them, man. That's why I just to decay. Just to decay. I I didn't realize how much my answer to that question was before someone asked me, "Do you regret any part of your life?" I'm like, not really. The reason being is it's been the only one in today. Yeah, I have I had a lot of regrets when I was younger, and I choose not to live that way anymore. You know. Well, that's the beauty of crisis. It made you cry, yeah, but still, yeah, it could have made me younger. Could have right, been easier. Could have been in the same spot younger. sooner. You know, I, it's only by the grace of God that my family or anybody I used to know even talks to me today, and let alone loves me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I really do, man. 
Because I struggle loving you too. If I'm me, I give it in abundance. Amen. <laughs> 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 Anyways. It, it's, you know, that relates, takes us right back to what I first started telling you about is how we need to. It's not really a sacrifice to, to love people. It's a, it's a freedom. But it feels like a sacrifice because we're trying to come out of the world into Christ. But once we put our faith into action and we start to choose that, our life becomes what it was meant to be. You know? And that's where the freedom comes in. But, I mean, when you're in Christ, you learn how to love because... Christ loved you so much he died for you, but in the world, we have our own prideful little syndrome where we're like, oh, I'm going to save you. And then we try to make ourselves with Christ. It's nonsense. It's in the same Main character syndrome? Yep. Hmm. That, that was kind of random. Already that was kind of random, though. Relate that to what we were talking about. Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but... You've been talking for so long. Just, <laughs> just wanted, I thought we were just, just open just talking. I'm just on it. You have to ask for prayer for um, uh, Joanne and the family that are on the terminal. She's down there. Mm -hmm. We need to pray for Kathy, too. Yeah. And then I'm going that down was there. Her nephew, that got killed. I'm going to the memorial. So I'm going to give her a message. Pray because I feel like I'm going to be in salvation. I just ask prayer that you know, the, the words of the Spirit will be prepared. Yeah. At least bring peace, amen. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, there's one. It's one of those because I don't know where he was at spiritually, so it's. You know, I got the words to say. I can sing it for you. <laughs> well, no, it's just uh, so you can't. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't try and get false hope about where a person's at. Don't worry, I don't put my fireballs on. No, 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 no. That won't help anything. We who are here now, here now. You know, it's a funny thing that you guys are talking like that because I had an uncle. And he was on drugs, never wanted to listen, never this, never that, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told my mom, I'm going to go down. I've been praying. I've been praying hard. I'm going to go down to the hospital. And he was dying. I went down to the hospital, and, and we talked for a couple hours, and we talked about our life together. And, you know, I was in drugs. I was doing drugs with him, you know, before I got saved. And then um, and I got to talk to him about Christ and how my life changed and how much God loves him. And, and my uncle surrendered his life to the Lord. And it was it was a beautiful thing, you know. And it, what was really beautiful is my dad, who wasn't a believer at the time, was there with me, and and watched him break. You know, it was, it was amazing. But um, he died, and the uh, priest who did his funeral, um, straight up, did what you're talking about, fire and brimstone. This young man, I knew him from the neighborhood. He went to hell. You don't want to be like him. Just fire and brimstone. You know? 
Well, well maybe not that bold. And what yeah, that was me, bold. No, but what it showed me was, <coughs> what it showed me was, uh, we don't know who is or isn't saved. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that, that priest was had no idea what happened the week before. You understand? Yeah, it was my brainstorm. So when we got to the to the gravesite, then I got up and spoke. But it was like uh, that showed me something very deep right there, mm-hmm. you know. And that's a true story. That was my mom's little brother. I, I was blown away with. I was blown away. The priest would even do that, mm-hmm. you know. Like, don't right. talk around it. Don't this. Don't that. But right. You know, don't condemn it yeah. either. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It really was because he was, he was basically, I did the same thing, I think, in love at the college one time for Rosemary. Because mm-hmm. um, I knew I was dealing with all these professors that didn't know the Lord, you know, and uh, uh, I brought the message like because she didn't know the Lord either until. A couple of weeks end. before she died, you know, and it was her wish that I shared with her friends who she loved that the, what the truth was, and but not like that. That's like almost that's like crazy right there. <laughs> I didn't want to go. You didn't almost. I just want to go the other way. No, because I, cause yeah, I, I, got, I got my time wrong, and and, I, and you were here waiting at the church when me George dropped you off, and so I picked you up. But it was like. Uh-huh. It's okay, Dad flies anyway. But that was, you know, (laughs) that 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 shows you something right there. You know what I mean? Like, we can't play God. No. You know, the Bible says you you saying who is or isn't saved is to put Jesus in the grave and raise him from the dead. You you can't play God. Oh, there. I don't know what I said earlier. Yeah. You're not saving them. They're not. Mary said, "Save." Uh, safe travels home. God bless everyone. And Tony, come here. Tony, go ahead. I'm sorry. Prayer for Allie because she's been sick for a while and she's really struggling a little bit, so she just can't. She got a terrible cough. And she and she's pregnant. Yeah, when I'm on the phone, people are like, "Someone's sick in the background." Smoker's call? Like, yeah, no, it's it's, it's of course it's, it's a nasty. Um, I was talking to one of my friends earlier. His name is Monty. Uh, he just said that if, if he did a prayer for whatever, he didn't explain. He just said the endeavor he's going into this year, uh, he needs to do it, but it could put him in a lot of debt. So that's all he asked for. And then for um, just think like kids in general, like that cough is all over right now yeah and it is bad for a lot of kids they just can't kick it it seems like so just the help it, yeah he's yeah i remember he ready. wasn't here last week because of it yeah or not last week tuesday he's barely getting out of the thick of it but it's still yeah i have a friend who has two kids and they've been out of, in the hospital for like the last three weeks you know? deep rattle huh? mm-hmm. a co-worker had it so bad that um her bruised her ribs caught them and thought they were broken i've so. been there yeah I don't get off until everyone closes. That's my problem. Gotta take a day off, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Another day to work. Yeah, just work for twenty hours. I'm again over the community. You know, to be ready. (laughs) And everybody goes to this. 
Yeah, we were just what doing uh, downtown to be. San Bernardino about yesterday. It was, and I was telling her, I was like, I've never been. I used to like hate going through there because it just seemed that, like the quality of life down there would just be like horrible, <coughs> hard to see. But it was the first time I'd been down there that it like weighed on my heart. I was like, man, this is just sucks for these people. It's so unfortunate that yeah. they're just. It is the way that it is, and before it was just. Like, it would just end on end with, like, it seemed like people who were just uh, doing drugs and stuff. But now it's like you see healthy people out there. You see all kinds of different walks of life, and it's just it's a struggle right now. You know, this community is being hit. San Bernardino in general, the town is just being rattled. It's Many communities. Right? Many, yeah. yeah. There's a commercial on now, and, and uh, it blows my mind, but it says, um, where will we live? What will we do? Yeah. And there's like 170,000 uh, Americans are going to be homeless because of this economy, <clears throat> and um, some of them they show on disability. What am I going to do? Where am I going to live? You know, some of them not making that much money, even though they work every day enough to pay their rent. Even and it's true. Get rid of the landlords. It's true. It's bad. You can only own two houses. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to turn into more homes. Way to go, Jacob. Sorry. Oh. But that touched me that commercial. My boss came over and they said, hey, it's coming to the time and you're still here. What the heck? So for work? Yeah. Well, God has something way better for you. Way better. I want prayer for, uh, I'm starting a Bible study on Mondays. Ooh. And, uh, it's with me and my other friend who's a pretty uh, in-depth believer. He's the same guy I went to uh, the foster camp for the kids Okay. with. And uh, uh, we're setting up a Bible study with all our friends. And it's like like most of them aren't believers. Yeah, I really pray about some of them. Some of them never read the Word. Some of them have their own understanding of the Word. Uh, some of them walked away from the Word. You know, so... I mean, I'm gonna enjoy it because I think it's gonna be bomb all the way through. And uh, we need to pray really hard that they stay faithful, uh, listening, and coming, and yeah, you know, being part of it. Like that in high school, blew up in the face. Yeah, well, that's what we we had a like a Zoom meeting yesterday about it, and and we're we're trying to go about this a way the way of love <laughs> instead of not trying to show people what what the word says to do or how to do it. But more of like get, to get them to ask questions and, and be there for them, enjoy enjoy their company, enjoy their time, and you know it, there's going to be times where it's going to be hard and it's it's going to be things they don't want to hear. But like we want to we want to show that we're there for the to love them. We're not there to bash bash. We're just there to show the good news. All it is is good news, you know. It's a new good news night. Yeah, it's a good, 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 good news thing. Yeah. That's what you should call it. Uh, I think that's what he wants to call it. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's I just said it. I just threw it out there because it was gospel. We're going to the gospel of Matthew. What happens now? Make it obvious. So it's going to be every other. I'm listening. Um, for I haven't talked to my friend in a long time. Like when I'm in school, and I just want to. It's just always. God wants this one for us too. Excuse me, until February. That's cool. Yeah, I want one of those. 
Me too. Me too. Oh, wait a minute. I do have one. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm just worried that God, when I do good. have that, where I'm going to finally get kicked out into the mm-hmm. sidelines is then I have financial issues for sure. Any others? Yeah, Still haven't heard of it. Pray. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you, Lord. Thank you for the study. Thank you for us all to be listening, Lord, and to continue to seek you and to find different meanings and different things and see different um, things in the passages, Lord. We just thank you for everything you're revealing to us, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would continue to have your hand over this church, Lord, over this study, over all the people here, Lord. Just continue growing us all and, and growing the leadership, Lord. Just help every leader, every pastor, every person here, Lord. Just help us all to continue to grow and seek you, Lord, and that we would find you, Lord. We ask that your hand would be over this community and just break the community, Lord. Whatever has a hold on to it, whatever is holding people back, whether it's hard hearts or whether the enemy is doing it, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, we just ask that you would break it, Lord. Break down the walls, Lord, just like Jericho. Break down the walls, Lord. Help us all just to, when we go and speak to the neighborhood, that you would First of all, go before us, Lord. If you're not going to go before us, then don't send us. But we ask that you would just send us to where you are going, Lord, and where you're going to be working. And Lord, we ask that your hand would be over Memo and his family, Lord. Just continue to being with them and strengthening Memo and the rest of the family. Give them all peace and comfort, Lord. And just be with them. And we ask that you would also be with Pastor Matt and his family, Lord. Just... Keep both of our pastors healthy, Lord, and we ask that you would just help them both, Lord. Whatever's going on in their families, whatever's going on in their lives, Lord, just be with them. We ask that you would be with uh, Orlando and Jackie and their family, Lord, and, and their families' families, Lord. Just be with everyone that their lives touch, and we ask that you would just show your hand through their lives, Lord, and continue being with them with their health. I know they're not here today, so... Maybe they're not feeling good, or maybe they just weren't able to come, Lord. Just We just ask your hand over them, Lord, and your guidance in their lives and your protection over them, Lord. We ask that you would be with my mom and the whole situation with the nephew father. Just be with Joanne and her family, Lord. And be with the family down there, Lord, and prepare the hearts for the message to come, Lord, and prepare my dad to have the message, Lord. We just ask that you would give him the words to speak, Lord. And give the people ears to listen and hearts ready to understand, Lord. And we ask that you would give my mom both patience and understanding with the people down there, Lord. I know a lot of times I remember Dad going up in, into Alabama, Lord, and um, helping someone who was sick and just everything going on. We just ask that you would give her patience, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would also be with Allie and the baby and Lord, take away this sickness out of everybody, Lord. Everybody who has it, everybody who has this nasty cough that 
I've heard it in a couple people now. And we just ask that you would remove it, Lord. Help all the people who have it to be healed, Lord, and just to come out of it healthy, Lord. We just ask that you would just keep everyone healthy, Lord, and keep Ali's baby healthy, Lord. Just be with them, Lord, and be with the Ruthio family, Lord. And Lord, we ask that your hand would be over Monty, Lord. And you know what's going on in his life. You know whatever is happening. And you know the plans that you've spoken to him about, the things he has to do, Lord. We just ask that you would be with him and give him the strength to do it and that you would provide for the means, Lord. Every time I think of someone stepping out in faith, I think of when you told Matt to go do stuff and you would provide literally to the last penny of the money required, Lord. We just know that your plans are higher than any way that we could think of, anything that we can understand, Lord. We just ask that you would provide for him, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would be with Nick and help him with the co- or his work, Lord. And whatever's going on, Lord, just... We already know your plans are greater than what he has now, Lord. We ask that you would just provide for him, Lord. Help him to get through this time, Lord. And when it does come that um, the work's gone, Lord, then we ask that you would provide a different job, Lord. Or provide him with the, um, the test, Lord, or whatever the case may be. We just ask that you would lead him in the direction he needs to go, Lord. We ask that you would be with Jacob, Ruthio, and the study that he's about to bring, Lord, to on Mondays with his friend, Lord. Just help every person that's going to be there, both Jacob and everybody else, Lord. Prepare every single heart to hear your word, Lord, and prepare the words to be spoken, Lord. Help every person who studies in that book to just be filled with your presence, Lord, and to be filled with your understanding or, or questions to ask, Lord. Whatever the case may be, just prepare every heart and give everyone a, a patience for each other, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would help Tony with her friend, Lord, to be able to get in touch with her, Lord. Just We ask that you would just be over her life and help her get in touch with this friend to be able to speak to her and just be having a good time again, Lord. And whatever's going on, we just ask that you would fix it, Lord. Have your your ways go about, Lord. And we ask that you would also have your hand over my brother on the wait list, Lord. Just whatever the case may be, if it's just waiting, Lord, then we ask that you would help him, Lord. But we also ask that if he's meant to go sooner, then we ask that you would prepare the way, Lord. Whatever the case may be, just do your will, Lord. Lord, help us all to get home safely, Lord, and keep us all safe as we go out, Lord. In Jesus' name we say. Amen. 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 Amen.